Hi, good morning. Welcome to King Worldwide. My name is Lisa and this is my dad, Roy. Hello, everybody. Okay, today we're going to be talking about the spirit versus the flesh. The God realm versus the natural realm. All right, let's get started. Okay, as you know, hopefully, we are a spirit. We have a soul, which is mind, will, and emotions. Plus, 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 plus. And if I just say mind throughout this broadcast, I'm referring to soul because the mind was was a big uh, bugaboo for me. <laughs> so we are a spirit. We have, have a soul. We live in a body. All too often in the past, my mind, my mind and body would override my spirit. And that might not have happened to you, but it's happened to me mm -hmm. a lot throughout mm -hmm. my uh, adult life. For me, it was primarily natural thinking and intellectual reasoning. In essence, my natural thinking would control the direction of my life. My natural thinking would control the direction. Well, you, say, you might say, well, what's wrong with that? Is that not what everybody does? It is. That's <laughs> the problem. That's what everybody does. And so that was not how we were created, and it's not our original identity. Yes. that God formed before the foundation of the world for each one of us. And when we were born again, Jesus paid the price on the cross for a whole being, spirit, soul, and body. However, whether you like it or not, we have to fight our flesh constantly, our flesh being our soul and our body. We have to fight it because we're in the world and virtually everybody we know, they're controlled by their soul and their body. So the people we're around, that's how, that's how they're existing. So it's kind of hard to go against a current and let our spirit control us and dominate us. But that, if you want to live in the blessing of the Lord, then that's what we're going to have to do. But We let the spirit do it once we get to the point. But you're so, going to say that. <laughs> so, over, so in essence, how do we... How do we overcome the dominance of the flesh? How, do, how did I make progress in controlling the domination of my, my mind, particularly for me? And, uh, but how, how do we control the dominance of the, of the soul and the body? Here's the answer. And it's it's oh. in our it's in our first. <laughs> then no, you wanted me to. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. It's, this is all from the Passion translation today. So Ephesians two six. Here we go. He raised us up with Christ. The God raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. For we are now co-seated as one with Christ. So we're co-seated. We're heirs with Jesus, joint heirs with God. So simply put, what we do is that we get in the Word, we pray, and we believe God. We get in the Word consistently, we pray, and we believe God. So when we follow these steps, guess what the result's going to be? And this is the second passage, and it is from Mark 9, 23. Thank you for that header that helped me get going. Okay. Oh, you're welcome. Jesus said to him, what do you mean if? If you are able to believe, all things are possible to the believer. 
another translation, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And how, how, do we, how do we increase our belief? Well, how do we increase our faith? Faith cometh by hearing, not heard, hearing, present the anointed tense, word of God. and hearing the word of God. So, so therefore, and I was thinking about this uh, yesterday, is that relative to another topic, is that what, what it is is that we have to constantly hear the word of God. We have to consistently hear the word of God. And when we and when we continue to follow these steps that we just talked about, uh, as far as being in the word, to pray, and to believe God, as we as we develop our belief in what God's saying, here's here's gonna be two things that are gonna benefit you. Uh, first passage is one Peter two two. In the same way that nursing infants cry for milk, you must intensely crave the pure spiritual milk of God's word. For this milk will cause you to grow into maturity, fully nourished and strong for life, especially now that you have had a taste of the goodness of the Lord Jehovah and have experienced his kindness. I like the phrase intensely crave. Yes, me too. Intensely crave. In Hebrews, it talks about that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And diligently hearing, and I, I'm emphasizing that because oftentimes in the past, I remember is that I'd have been in the Word, let's say yesterday the day before, and I remembered as far as uh, what I read and meditated on and I might, I might slack off that day where well, it says hearing, hearing. And, and that's why I like to use the word constantly and consistently. All right, mm -hmm. here, here's the second uh, passage. Hebrews 5, 14. But solid food <clears throat> is for the mature whose spiritual senses perceive heavenly matters. And they have been adequately trained by what they've experienced to emerge with understanding of the difference between what is truly excellent, which is of the spirit, and what is evil and harmful, which is always in the natural. So we do have to crucify our flesh or take dominion over it. We train our flesh to obey God by three things. Practice, practice, <laughs> and practice. And we practice training our flesh by obeying the spirit. You might not think, and this is self-confession. You might not think that you're hearing the Spirit, but you're hearing the Spirit a lot more. Uh, the Spirit is moving in you a lot more than you think that it is. And the more you get in the Word, the clearer it gets. But I know for a long time is that, in looking back, is that the Spirit was moving in me and I was hearing the Spirit, but I didn't know I was hearing the Spirit. And my trainer mm -hmm. would say, uh, the, the Spirit is talking to you. I said, I don't hear the Spirit. And, uh, and she said, the Spirit is talking to you because what's coming out of your mouth is coming from, from the, uh, the Spirit. So we, we have to obey the Spirit, and then we have to walk in the light of God's Word. Now, here's the key to every bit of this. And this, these two last scriptures, 
are what changed my life, freed right. me from a food addiction. But it was the word coming in through my heart, not getting it. I had to get it in my mind, but it was when it was in my heart that it changed. Galatians 5, 16. As you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. So what happens is more spirit is inside and you want that. There's a pull for God and it becomes greater than the cravings of the flesh. Until we get that, the flesh is going to control. Right. And that's what Amen. happened to me forever, forever and ever. I was in yep. the word, in the word, and it wasn't, I didn't have revelation of this. And that's why I was in bondage. But And it just, you just keep going, not to get free, but just because you love God. Well, the keep going, I think, is a great phrase because the keep going in hearing God's word consistently is what transitions from the word coming from the mind to the heart. You keep putting it in. You keep putting it in. And, oh, and, and, and as a result, what happens, it drops down into the heart, into mm. the spirit. And when it does that, that's when it really starts to control you. The Holy Spirit just said it's already in the heart. Because we've heard it so much, but the word, like it says in Hebrews 4.12, it sifts it. It separates it. It gets it from being cemented and oh, uncemented right. so that it, it divides. And then you can choose which one. That's what Hebrews 4.12 is. So sometimes we've heard drop into the heart. Well, I believe it's it's in our, we're hearing, because I listened to this one series for, oh, whatever, since I was 18 to 42 and still now. And when I made the click in, at age 42, everything I had put in in the spirit became stronger than my flesh. And it wasn't for yeah. not. So it had to be there, right? It had yeah. to be in there. It, it was there, but it was, it was kind of like in, dormant. It's kind of like inactive. Right. It was just kind of sitting there and it needed some fertilizer. Yes. It needed some fertilizer in order for it to pop up and grow just like grass does. Mm -hmm. So when we develop our spirit man and put him in charge of our body and soul, instead of being dominated by our body and soul, eventually we'll train the body to work with our spirit mm -hmm. instead of against it. Mm -hmm. Let me say that again. When we develop our spirit man and put him in charge of our body and soul, and so that mm -hmm. what it does is that it supersedes the domination of the body and soul, it takes a higher rank and, and it starts to move us and controls us just like engine in a car. You have the engine in the car and it what it does is that it moves the car forward mm -hmm. because you got the fuel in there. Well, it's the same thing with this, with with the, the spirit being in control that, and, and I'll just tell you from experience for me, is that you gotta put, it, put in the word a lot. It just, it just, and the reason why is that our mind up here, the natural thinking and reasoning is so dominant because that's what we've learned all from, from birth, from our parents, from our neighbors, our friends, society, is that we think we make it happen. Hmm. And so what happens is that the stronger the personality, the more they got to put the word in. And I'm a strong personality, so that's why that, uh, uh, I have, uh, I've been putting the word, <laughs> word, word ends almost ever since like Moby Dick was a mirror. <laughs> That's and, kind of funny. And, and it's, 
it's just that you, you again, you, you do it consistently and, and, and make a habit of it. And as a result, it's no big deal. It, it's just, you it's, it's, be with God. it's life. It, it's the, it's the normal way to live. But from the very beginning to that point, for me, it was a struggle. It was a struggle, and I had to force myself to do it. And the more I forced myself to do it, and yeah, maybe my mind wasn't right, maybe my heart wasn't right, maybe my, uh, my, my attention to God wasn't right, but in the natural, what I did, I forced it. I forced it. I forced you weren't it. forcing for yourself. I mean, you had gotten enough of the self, right? You're like, okay, I'm done with self. I mean, it wasn't just forcing to be in the Word. You wanted more of God. So that's why you forced yourself. Well, yeah, you, you force yourself in order to get on, on, on the expressway of life. Spirit realm. Which, which is the spirit realm. And so so we we develop the spirit so it gets dominance over the soul and the body as compared to the soul and the body fighting us. In other words, it just lays down like it's supposed to, the soul and the body, and we let the spirit And then control. sometimes it tempts, it knocks on and bugs, and you just cast it hey, out. Hey, it's no sometimes. I'm just <laughs> telling you, it happens. Certain areas are less than it, others. Though. It happens as far as that you might get it under control, and you might say, well, I've got it under control. Well, I'm going to tell you, if your guard's down, you better watch out. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And if he sees an opening, he's going he's gonna to be an invader. And as a result, he's he's going to to take as much ground. You give him an inch, and he's going to take a mile. So that's why you have to be consistently hearing. So, lastly, our goal is to bring our spirit man into ascendancy over our mind and body. Here's the last scripture. I know this one uh, means a lot to Lisa. Okay, okay. Galatians two twenty. My old identity has been co-crucified with Messiah. And no longer lives. For the nails of Jesus' cross crucified me with him. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. It is no longer us. When we give up our life, we let Jesus in. And I really think that that this particular passage, Galatians 2.20, is that that ought to be <clears throat> the focal point for every Christian's life. You focus on that, like Lisa did years ago, you focus on that, and when you do, is that a lot of these other things will fall into place because you're going right towards the target. You're going towards the target because it's been outlined for us. And as a result, when we do that, then that's when the fullness of God's blessing just kind of showers upon you. Yeah. And you say, well, how did that come about? Because uh, you focused on the right thing. So we don't have to focus on stopping drinking or stopping eating or working on relationships. Those are natural symptoms. You can work on those, but if those are controlling your mind more than our time in the Word, we'll never get ahead. We'll never get it right. And so when I laid it down and said, Lord, I cannot do this by myself anymore. I cannot think about a husband. I cannot think about body. And I just said, I'm yours. Then I heard him say, get in the Word like never before. Like make it a priority 
and it was for seven days. I was going to just do a tithe for seven days, and it changed me so much that I kept going. But it it's not about cleaning the fish, you know, before you catch it, right? It's, right. You catch it, then clean it. You get right. in the Word first. Okay. Oh, that's it. Okay. Have a great day. Love y'all. Bye.